Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Immigratable Podcast. My name is Bianca. And my name is Nicola. And we had a lot of people asking us about this. And after baby threw up in Bianca's car yesterday. Yeah, that was great. We thought it would be the perfect time to cover it. Um, I don't think there's such a thing as a perfect age, especially when it comes to looking after kids. Every age comes with its different set of challenges. Honestly, it's just basically what you're able to deal with and what you've taken care of before, I think. I think just starting off with babies, babies take naps, which means you have some form of time to yourself, but you also have to be like on duty the whole time because once they start crawling and walking, it's just such a hazard because you just have to stop them from literally doing everything, especially if a house isn't completely baby-proofed. Yeah, like you have to stop them from not dying because <laughs> they're honestly, I feel like they're always trying, especially now, like I'm taking care of a baby and she's 11 months old and I feel like... She's constantly trying to die. Like, I always tell her, I'm like, you you, you can live, you know. <laughs> the one thing, I, I don't think that I ever realized how much baby proofing there was out there. Because oh, yeah. I don't know if it's maybe just not the people that I've been around in South Africa. But we don't really baby proof our houses as much. I don't, I don't think so. As either. Americans. No, like, I don't remember... Like, I don't know when I was a baby, but like... With what do you mean you don't remember? How do you? <laughs> <laughs> like, the babies I took care of in South Africa, they didn't have, like, those inserts in the plugs. And, like, they didn't have locks on all of their cabinets and stuff. Like, I was packing, unpacking my mom's cupboards all the time. I don't think that we did that much. One thing I do can say about... You you mentioned babies take naps. Um, Their naps can be pretty unpredictable. Like... Some days they will nap for two hours and other days they'll nap for 20 minutes and I'll be like, yep, I'm done. I'm done. And then you can try as hell to put that baby back down and they will just not. They'll stand up and they'll scream at you. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely one of the, I won't say negative things because most babies sleep when they're tired. Like they won't stay up yeah. if it's, so I think, I think that's, it's just hard to take, to plan something yeah. Or to do something in the off time because as soon as you get something started, the baby wakes up or something. So it's nice when they have a set schedule, which also, if you just start with a baby, they don't necessarily have a set. They go to bed at nine, they wake up at 11 again, stuff like that, like their naps. I had to like figure out a schedule for the baby I'm taking care of. Now we're pretty much on a schedule, but it took us about three to four months to really get there. Yeah. Um, and then I think one other thing is some parents don't really let you take the baby out or let you drive with the baby, which I think my... It's difficult yeah. being stuck in the house the whole day. My second house family, the one that I was with the longest, honestly was the most chill, like, you know. <laughs> like, I would drop the older kids at school and then we'd go to Target or... Well, we also went to the park, obviously, when he started walking and playing. We went, we went to the museum a lot. Yeah, and museums. Like the and zoo and stuff. Like, we did do stuff, but... Obviously, we didn't let just him sit in a Target trolley. Like, he actually... <laughs> did stuff so yeah um i just feel like your day goes by faster if you can just go do something for two hours because well it's literally it's because driving there takes 20 minutes getting in and out of the car takes you know another 10 minutes between you know when you get in and when you get out and exactly it just it makes a difference but it takes some of that time from just keeping them busy the whole time but it's difficult because you don't know what babies want you just need to i guess like learn their different type of scream almost you know, yeah. you need to deal with diaper changes. You need to deal with blowouts. Which... <laughs> How many diapers did I change today, Nicola? 
definitely a lot more than me. I, I changed a lot more than I usually do. <laughs> um, so another thing, though, that I think with babies can also be really difficult, which it, I don't think it's definitely a blanket statement. It does not apply to well, it's not a blanket statement. It's a generalization. It doesn't apply to all people. But I definitely think some first time parents, you know, can be a little bit difficult when they have a baby because sometimes it almost feels like you have more child experience, childcare experience with babies than some parents do. And it's like, you know, you're trying to help them and then they get offended because, you know, they think, well, they were like, well, this is my baby. I know what to do. Like, and you're like, I'm not, I'm just trying to help you. But I definitely understand that. I feel like. And I completely understand first-time parents. Like, it's your first time. You're responsible for this little tiny human being for the rest of your life. So, obviously, you want to be the best you can be. But I feel like first-time parents are very, like, they take everything very serious and, like, very helicopter parenty. Which, I get it. You like, you know, you need to learn your own, <clears throat> what works for you or whatever. Yeah. But also sometimes like you just need to listen to other parents yeah you know someone else and when they say you know like it's okay sometimes it really is just like, okay first time parents i don't know if there's any of them listening but your baby's gonna hit its head it's gonna it's learning to walk it's learning to stand up it's learning to crawl it's he's gonna bump his head on stuff like it's okay my mom always said like if if they bump their heads and they cry they're fine if they don't cry then you should be worried i honestly don't think that I think that applies to like most things even yesterday i was choking yesterday <laughs> it was so bad but if you're breathing but then and the lady gagging the lady said to me she was like well you're still making noise so yeah. you're still fine and like i think someone tried to pat my back a little bit how like i was choking <laughs> but they were just like oh you're fine you're making noise yeah. so if they're making noise they're fine i honestly i understand that you want to be the best parent you can be but honestly don't don't think just because your baby hits it he- hits her head or his head that you're just the worst parent. Like, I promise you, everyone, even I hit my head. Like, you know what? If they do hit their head, it's not like you're going to know for the next few years if they're going to be down or not. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Well, something with baby schedules that's nice because it's almost the same as toddler schedules is that a lot of the time you have like a continuous schedule yeah you're like on from eight to five or whatever Yeah, so that's that's nice but when it comes to toddlers i mean like you're basically like their first teacher because they're learning to be a little person like you are almost responsible for that early brain development and i think my favorite age of kids because i've taken care of pretty much all ages i think my favorite age is about two to three terrible i love that age they're learning they're walking they're like starting to talk like i absolutely they're, just love be, they're becoming a little person and yeah. it's like my first my second house family they're the baby i started with he was three months old he's now two and a half and oh, i love him so much little he's just baby. a little baby still but yeah no definitely toddler age two to three is probably my favorite what would you say is your favorite none <laughs> I, I really don't know if I necessarily have a favorite because I, I feel like I've looked after such a wide range of kids that. But I don't think you've ever like lived with a host family with a baby, right? No. Yeah. But I mean, I've looked after babies. Just yeah. Not, not that I've lived them at like probably toddlers, but I want to say between like. Three like and the five. little girl's age. Yeah, like from three, my ex yeah. family. 
Like between yeah. three and five. When they can start doing stuff for themselves. That's, I, I, I feel like... Nicola doesn't like changing diapers. I, I'm not a fan <laughs> of changing diapers. And I think sometimes, especially with like younger kids, which I feel like when it's for long periods of time, I think it, it takes a while to kind of like learn their speech. I, I feel like when it's between the one and two year old, like kind of... It's nice, but at the same time, it kind of frustrates me sometimes when I, I'm trying to help. Or and, and, and I yeah. don't know what to do to help because they can't tell me it. I feel like as soon as they're verbal, that's from theirs, you know, I think when I start. Yeah. If I can word it like that. I get it. Um, I think with toddlers, what can really... Is there... <laughs> Guys, sorry for the noise in the background or people upstairs or doing Party. moving around know. furniture i don't know um <laughs> i think with toddlers is nice because there's a lot of things that you can keep busy with like with the baby there's not much you can do you do tummy time you feed you sleep you poop and that's about it not you the baby but you know <laughs> <laughs> if you want to <laughs> let's normalize pooping guys um I saw that, that was up today yeah <laughs> went to a play place today and in the bathroom my was my favorite this little sign that said normalize pooping and it was so pretty it was like a piece of art saying normalize pooping so yeah <laughs> moving on swiftly. <laughs> um with toddlers you can do like dramatic play you can make up stories you can teach them a foreign language like we can teach them yeah like obviously the babies that i took care of they know a couple of afrikaans words like cease <laughs> that means gross um yeah you can do colors and shapes you can bake with them you can help like i feel like kids at that age are so eager to help like you can ask them hey can you go get the laundry basket and then they run and they go get it like obviously they aren't great at helping but they're so eager to help that you can kind of get them to be more interested in chores so the, the thing is with that like you just need to know that you're gonna have to be patient because yes they want to help but also they don't know how to do things yeah. and they're gonna do it wrong and if you try to show them it's not like they're necessarily gonna get it right the first time so, I mean, they just, but I mean, like there's, I feel like there's so much that you can do to entertain them. You can take them. It's nice because you can take them out. You can take them to a museum. You can take them to the zoo. You can take them to the park. You can. And they actually know what they're going or know what they're doing and know what they're seeing. They understand. They can walk. They can point to stuff. Like, I feel like it's a very nice age. And I think that's why it's my favorite because you can do a lot of things with them and the day goes by pretty fast. But I mean, but at the same time, they bite people and they <laughs> throw tantrums. Hey, over. babies bite. <laughs> yeah, the one, the baby you look after. I think every other day I get a message with a bite mark on your knee like or something on just, your leg and say, oh, she thinks I taste delicious. She crawls up to me and she just puts her mouth in one of my pieces of my body and she just bites. And I'm like, she only has two teeth and they're both on the bottom. So it doesn't really do anything. But it's funny, I think. Um, but yeah, toddlers throw tantrums over the smallest things. You literally never know what's going to set them off. I remember with my first family, I was cutting a banana for the boy because there's still, they were like two. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to cut you half a banana. And then he lost his mind because the banana was broken. Yeah. It was broken. Why'd you break it? What? <sighs> Goodness. Now, also, when I lived in Georgia, the twins were, they were like two, three, they t I think they turned two when I got there. Or they no, they they were two. They just turned three, and also some like they would pick up a broken crayon out of the box and, and then be scream <laughs> as if like. And I remember like I would run because I'm like, yeah, what happened? The crayon's broken, or like then they finish 
their juice and then they scream. What? It's gone. I'm like, did you drink it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then what do you mean it's gone? You drank it. I think that's a good, that's a good, that screaming thing um, with babies. What I, I was watching a lot of TikToks and like doing some research about it. And they say to, from a young age, babies, like parents, they need to teach them sign language because they can't speak yet. I, to me, it's crazy how many American babies know basic sign language. Yeah, didn't know, but the girl I take care of, she knows sign language she knows how to say more she knows how to say all done she says bye-bye but like more and all done is the two the big ones just because i would be like hey do you want more and then she puts little fingers together and she shows me she wants more or when she's all done i'll be like are you all done and then she waves little hands at me so and i since she's learned that she doesn't like when i just started there she would eat and then she just starts screaming at me and i'm like okay is that does that mean you're done but now she just sometimes she'll still scream and i think it's when she's tired obviously but also that just comes with time like you learn what they want by a certain scream honest like you said i mean with one of the families that i used to work for also the little boy he knew more all done please and milk yeah and i think there was there's like one or two more. i can't remember what it was but like you know, he would. It's so cute. The little girl I take care of, she literally like, I feel like she knows what I'm saying to her. And I know she's only 11 months, but I feel like she knows because I'd be like, hey, do you want some milk? And she says, yeah, I, I definitely think that kids, especially the smaller kids, they do comprehend a lot more than what we're saying. Yeah. And I think they do absorb a lot more than what we realize. And I think you do need to be careful what you say around the little kids, even if they're not talking yet. I do think that they're understanding and I mean, they absorb kind of like, I almost want to say the energy of what you're Mm -hmm. saying. Like if you're screaming or like you're talking ugly in front of people, like they're going to feel that. Yeah, no, definitely. Like uh, also like when I, I I would ask her, Hey, do you want to go take a nap? And then if she doesn't say anything, that means she doesn't want to take a nap. Cause one time I asked her, Hey, do you want to go take a nap? She didn't say anything. So I was like, okay, it's nap time. I I don't really care if you want to. So I went upstairs. She did not nap. She was awake. No, but then other you. times I would say, hey, do you want to go take a nap? She says, yeah. I take her, I pick her up, I feed her a bottle, she falls asleep. It's like she knows and it's so cool. I think it's so cool that an 11-month-old can tell me yes or no. I mean, so, but that's the thing is like, when, and especially when you're trying to like almost start communicating with them, like you're having to keep them entertained the whole time. And you somehow you like you need to constantly stimulate them at the same time without overstimulating them. Because if they're overstimulated, they're demons. No, not my business. But what's also nice about like toddlers is sometimes then like they start going to preschool, which can be difficult. But I mean, it's it's nice to also when like see their progress and see them. I think it also like especially if you're an au pair and you have just one baby and it starts going to preschool, just having that little off time during the day, like where it makes a big like even if they're just in preschool for like two, three, four hours a day, like those two hours, three hours, it just gives you a little break. We don't have to be on for eight hours straight. Like, I feel like, like it's honestly... Entertaining s- someone for eight hours straight is tiring. I honestly hate how people are like, oh, yeah, I'll take older kids because babies are so... No? 
Yeah. No, I'll take a baby because a baby's so easy. Like, like it's babies not, are not easy. It annoys me because it's usually people that have never taken care of a baby. They don't understand that you literally like you cannot put like with a toddler or an older kid, you can put them in front of the TV. Obviously, like people don't do screen time. But for instance, you can put them in front of the TV and they're going to sit there for at least like 20 minutes. You know, yeah. baby doesn't understand TV. They want to play and they want to like they want to crawl they want to see they want to exactly. like investigate things like it's so it's it's not easy taking care of a baby and i hate when people are like oh yeah you take care of a baby you just sit on your butt all day no, no i actually I it's not easy taking care of a baby you do it what i mean another thing though which like i said when it comes to babies like sometimes the first time parents out can be um like almost uncomfortable when you're trying to help them or something with, especially with toddlers sometimes you get such a strong bond with that child because you're literally with them with eight hours straight. Like you are their person for eight hours a day. And then, you know, they maybe spend just the morning and the evening with their dad or parents, like except over weekends. And then they're asleep. Like I've seen parents not like, not with me, but like with other parents and stuff, like get, I almost want to say jealous of the caretaker. And they literally also start almost acting out because the, you know, the toddler will sometimes pick oh, yeah. the caretaker over the parents. And it's not like something bad. Like, you should be so glad. Yeah, exactly what I was that, about to say. You know, that child has yeah. such a bond with that child. Because it, it takes a lot to create that type of bond that you want to actively spend time with that person. Definitely, like, I feel like <coughs> with kids... Sorry, guys, Nicola's still sick. But she's here and she's pushing through. Um, I feel like... With kids, it's really hard. I feel like mom guilt kind of comes in there at a stage. Like, you see that your child is has forming this bond with this stranger, really. That's like learning your child and she's like teaching your child and she's spending like eight, nine hours a day with your child. So obviously I feel like there's going to come some sort of, I, I want to say resentment, but it's more like jealousy, resentment. And I feel like it's just guilt. Like you feel guilty for working all day and then having an hour to your baby and then when the au pair goes to her bedroom the baby cries for the au pair which i mean i i definitely can't understand that because i haven't had a child of my own but at the same time i think that it's i think that you should be you as a parent need to make an effort to make sure that you're also putting in time with your kid you need you you know can make the effort even if it's an hour that you guys have your you know one special thing that you guys do every day or over the weekends make sure that you're making that time and Make sure that you also have that good relationship with a caretaker. And it's as much as, you know, like mom guilt and stuff comes into play. It's amazing that you found someone that loves your child so much and that you have that and bond that your between. Child loves. That you have that bond between the child and the caretaker because it's. There's a lot of terrible caretakers yeah, out there. Definitely. Like, if you have one of the good ones, take care of them because. I don't think it's anything to be guilty of you as a parent or doing what you need to do to make sure that your ca- child is taken care of and given love at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. As long as the child is loved unconditionally, is safe, of. is healthy, is happy, I, I think that's just the most important thing. Yeah. Um. So let's get to older kids. I feel like entertaining older kids can be easier. Like I said earlier, like put them in front of an iPad or, you know. Like Even like the like older ones, like they just... 
entertain themselves. Yeah, they just do whatever they want. So there's not, I feel like there's not a lot of entertaining that you have to do. You don't have to make up games. You don't have to play hide and seek and stuff like that. So I feel like they're a little bit more self-sufficient. But also with that comes an attitude of... oh. Leave me alone. <laughs> the eye rolling and the, the fighting. Eye the, rolling, the sarcasm, the, the rudeness. I will never forget, and I'm probably never get over this, but when I lived in Massachusetts, the oldest girl was, I think she was 12 years old at the time, and she would roll her eyes at me that I could just about hear her eyes rolling in her eye socket because she would make a point to like over exaggerate, like all the way around her face like stupid and then the one day like i said to her very nicely i was like listen you know please don't roll your eyes at me like i'm i'm asking you to do a simple task or i'm asking you to do something that is your responsibility or whatever and then she rolled her eyes at me again and then i left it like a, you know i was done whatever she didn't do what i asked and then you know when i try to bring it up to the mother that you know she's not listening to me she in return said to me you are not her mother, so don't tell her not to roll your, her eyes at you. She can do what she wants. I hate when parents don't support the caretakers. Like, what, what do you <clears throat> think that that child is going to turn out to be? And that child's also not going to take the caretaker seriously. I oh, no, th- those parents would... We were not a team. They would go against everything. They were, they were very strict with me having to follow their rules and the rules that they set out for their children, but they very rarely actually followed their own rules that they set out for the children. So it is very easy. Yeah. If I said no, they just go ask their parents. That's stupid. Um, I feel like older kids require a lot of driving. So if you... You're going to be you, an Uber. Yeah. If you want that, like, obviously go for older kids. Like, I always said I wanted to go for older kids just because I, I like being in the car. Like, it's weird. But I like driving. I like doing drop-offs and stuff like that. I've never had a, a family with older kids. I've always just had from like age three months to five year year that's kind of what i've had um but yeah they have like school and sports and activities and sleepovers and they need to get there somehow so you're going to be the one driving them there so make sure that if you do go for older kids that you're a confident driver like especially if you're going to a state like colorado make sure that you're confident in driving in the snow because you either way those kids need to get to school and their activities and obviously there's school buses and stuff but i just feel like listen it's an uber (laughs) don't just because there's a school bus does not mean that they are going to take that school bus on cold mornings when it's just supposedly an accident that they missed the bus because the dog somehow supposedly got out by accident or it wasn't their fault. And there's just always a reason why the school bus gets missed on a cold day. <laughs> um, I feel like they also, like we said, they have the worst attitudes and they're already kind of set in their ways because they're like, what, 11, 12, whatever. So they've they've had, probably have had quite a few caretakers if you're like an au pair because I feel like families like that, they're pretty much in the program from the start. And I feel like they they have their schedule, they have their way. So you coming in and telling them not to roll their eyes, they're not used to that, you know, because they've never been told not to roll their eyes. So I feel like it's really hard to unlearn that bad behavior that's been inset on them from a young age. So I think it's... To an extent, I think that also contributes to making it harder to bond with older kids sometimes. I've honestly, like I said, I've never had older kids, but I can't think that it's easy to bond with them. I mean, I think with little kids, it's easier because, you know, you kind of, you play with them and... It's, hey, it's, you give them a cake pop and they're, they're, they're your best friend. Exactly. No, it's, <laughs> it's so much easier... 
versus with older kids like you have to make the effort to ask them questions you know like really get into what they're interested in and it kind of has to be a two-way street of they need to be kind of told in somewhat of an interest of you know you need to get to know your au pair or something because yeah. it's it, it's difficult and that's what what's nice is sometimes when you have those one-on-one car rides that you get to talk to them but at the same time you get parents that say it's okay and they just put their earphones in and then they just completely ignore you the whole car ride as well which yeah because you're the uber driver they don't care um and i think one more thing is they're also like teenagers or like older kids i feel like they're more picky because they know what they like they know what they don't like anyone um, who says a toddler is picky is wrong yeah i feel like toddlers kind of eat everything they're just not in like i don't think they're picky when it comes to certain kinds of food i just think they're picky about when they want to eat and that's fine let them eat kids will eat when they're hungry that's what i always say like don't oh you're gonna sit there until your food is done i feel like no. you eat like obviously i'm not gonna have you eat one chicken nugget and then get up you're gonna eat three chicken nuggets but like i'm not gonna make you eat all of your food before you get up like that's fine so yeah um, in in conclusion i think all of the ages have their pros and all of the ages have their cons and you just have to weigh out what looks better for you and what your patience level yeah, is definitely but i feel like you need patience for all of it you need no, patience no, for you, a baby that, you, yeah. you, that's what i'm saying what your level of patience is because of also, I guess you have certain a- tasks yeah if you have an attitude like me i don't think older kids would no. do well because i would just you'll give it back and yeah. it just it, it becomes exactly. a never-ending cycle and i think especially with older kids you need to you need to be the grown-up and that could never be me it, it's, <laughs> I, I will definitely say it's very difficult sometimes to like i said be the grown-up because you, know, like when you just want to bite them back when they give you attitude. But it's not, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, they, of course. They, they just give it back and then at the end of the day they think they won and it's just not... Could never be them winning. Not if it's against you. No, thank <laughs> you. I am not a loser. <laughs> I am a winner. Mama raised the winner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's it for this episode. Um, we try and keep it short and sweet for this one just because it's a quick little mini episode you guys can listen to. Uh, I want to say thank you for everyone who has been listening. We do see you guys. Thank you guys so much for the reviews and the five-star ratings on Apple and on Spotify. We really do appreciate it and we see you guys. Yeah, if you guys have a second, you've been with us for a little while, please go click on the there's um, on the top of the Spotify thing. You'll see there's a little star. Just click on the star. Give us five stars or whatever you think we deserve, which is five. I mean, it's six, but it's I don't six. think they no. give us. <laughs> it unfortunately, only goes up to five. Yeah, so give us a five. You can go put there in the comments if it's a yeah, six. Yeah, say we're amazing and beautiful and you love us, okay? But if you guys don't already, go follow us on our social media, please, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. It's Immigratable Podcast. And on the letter X, it is Immigratable Pod. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.